Good morning and welcome to Resurrection Lutheran Church on this Pentecost Sunday. If you haven't watched our video worship before, my name is John Lofsted. I am the pastor here at Resurrection Lutheran Church. And we're really glad that you joined us this morning to celebrate this really important day. The day where we remember the coming of the Holy Spirit and the birthday of the church. Really important day. But before we begin with our worship this morning, um, it's important to note that coming up next week, not this Sunday, but next Sunday is our annual Bible reading. Even though uh, we're still under quarantine, under lockdown, whatever you want to call social isolation for this COVID-19 pandemic, we're still going to be reading our Bibles. So if you haven't gotten what, you, uh, what Bible reading you're going to be reading, uh, contact Ruth. She's got all the lists of everything that needs to be read. Or if you've got someone who says, hey, I realize you guys have a Bible reading come up, coming up. Can I get a reading? You can contact Ruth and she can provide for uh, them a reading. It's a really great event where this time, rather than gathering together, we'll be in our homes. But we will bless our community through the speaking of God's word, through the reading of God's word, so that his power can go out in our, into our community and draw people to himself. And the really important thing that makes Pentecost Sunday important to this, that's the work that the Holy Spirit does. When God's word goes out in power, that's the Holy Spirit moving. And that's what we recognize here today. The Holy Spirit, who is our life giver, the one who gives us our gifts of spiritual nature, the one who provides all for us. That's the Holy Spirit, Jesus' spirit. And we celebrate him here this morning. But we're going to begin together with a call to worship. So please say this to, together with me as the words come up on the screen. Come Holy Ghost, our souls inspire, enlighten with celestial fire. Come fire and wind and holy shout, gather us together and send us out. Let's begin our time in prayer. God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, as you sent upon the disciples the promised gift of the Holy Spirit, look upon your church and open our hearts to the power of the Spirit. Kindle in us the fire of your love and strengthen our lives for service in your kingdom. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And we will also begin with a psalm this morning. Psalm 104, verses 24 through 37. How many are your works, Lord? In wisdom you made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. There is sea, vast and spacious, teeming with creatures beyond number, living things both large and small. There the ships go to and fro, and Leviathan, which you formed to frolic there. All creatures look to you to give them their food at the proper time. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are satisfied with good things. When you hide your face, they are terrified. When you take away their breath, they die and return to the dust. When you send your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the, may the Lord rejoice in his works. He who looks at the earth and it trembles, who touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord 
all my life. I will sing to my Lord and all my God all as long as I live. May my meditation be pleasing to him as I rejoice in the Lord. But may sinners vanish before the earth, and from the wicked may there be no more. Praise the Lord, my soul. Praise the Lord. And we do praise the Lord this morning, and we praise him in song, beginning with, what is the song there? Holy Spirit, Truth Divine, hymn 257 in your blue hymnal. We will follow that with There is a Redeemer. Thank you. 
one who brings us to the reality that we are sinners and that we are need, in need of help. And is the Holy Spirit who leads us to Jesus Christ, who won for us forgiveness on the cross. So we take that forgiveness and we make it ours here today by doing the confession here together. And we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Most merciful God, we confess that we are in bondage to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, because he shed on his blood on the cross for you and for me, I declare to us all the full forgiveness of our sins, not through our power, our reason, or our merits, but through faith in and because of Jesus Christ alone. This is declared in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus Christ says to you, peace be with you. Your sins are forgiven. And with our sins forgiven, that is a beautiful, clean slate to hear God's word. Our first lesson this morning is from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 21. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven, there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem, and at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all of the, these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the days it will be, God declares, 
that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second lesson is from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 3 to 13. No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, and to another faith by the same Spirit, and to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, and to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the discernment of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are activated by one and the same Spirit, who allots to each one individually, just as the Spirit chooses. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one Spirit, we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our Gospel reading this morning is from the Gospel of St. John in the 7th chapter beginning at the 37th verse. On the last day of the festival, the great day, while Jesus was standing there, he cried out, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me, and let anyone who believes in me drink. As scripture has said, out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now he said this about the Spirit, which believers in him were to perceive, for as yet there was no spirit, because Jesus was not yet glorified. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now we will have something from the children. On the day of Pentecost, seven weeks after Jesus' resurrection, the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven, with the roaring of a mighty windstorm in the skies above them, and it filled the house where they were meeting. Then what looked like flames of tongues or fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone so heaven was filled with the Holy Spirit, and his ran speaking in other languages, as the Holy Spirit gave them disability. Lord, the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. 
Today, we celebrate Pentecost, the day that we as Christians often describe as the coming of the Holy Spirit or the birthday of the church. When we look at this day, we look at it from lenses of those who have the benefit of Luke's historical account in the book of Acts and nearly 2,000 years of theology to understand the importance of what this day means. And we do understand the implications of Pentecost in the work of the Holy Spirit who does all and is all for us. As Paul tells us in our first Corinthians reading, no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. In this, the Holy Spirit is our life giver, the one who takes our dead souls and breathes life into them so that we can receive the grace and forgiveness that is offered to us because of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit, once we have had our dead souls revived and we are brought to life, he is the one who gives us our gifts that God inspires us with for his service so that we can go and do all the different things. And Paul gives us a long list of the gifts of the Spirit. But just know that is not an exhaustive list there. Paul has other lists in other places that talks about the work that the Spirit does. But anything that you do in service for the Lord, that is the work of the Holy Spirit working in you. The Spirit, we can't say enough about him because he is also the one who unites us as brothers and sisters in the faith. So beyond just what the Holy Spirit does for us, it's what he does for us as a body. Paul writes, For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews and Greeks, slaves and free. We were all made to drink of one spirit. So the one spirit connects us all, Christians, all across the globe. So does this celebration of Pentecost by Christians that is so very important because of all that the Spirit does for us each and every moment that we walk with the Lord. But contained within our account from Acts, God was also speaking directly to the Jews of Jerusalem of Jesus' time. As Jesus promised his disciples that he would send them his Spirit, on the day of Pentecost, when God actually did this, God made sure that each of these soon-to-be apostles would have known exactly what was happening. And choosing the day of Pentecost as the day that he would send his Holy Spirit, that too was not a mistake. Now Pentecost is a part of the festival of weeks, so it's at the end of seven weeks, and it was a harvest festival that was celebrated 50 days after Passover. And to the Jewish people, it marked the end of the Passover season where they would remember God's saving provision and their rescue from slavery. But it also contained within it not just this end of the Passover festival kind of feel, this harvest festival kind of feel, it also contained another celebration as well. It celebrated the giving of the law, the Ten Commandments, after 50 days of the Israelites being at Mount Sinai. To the Israelites of Jesus' day, these events, remembering back to the Passover, remembering back to when the law was given, these would not have, could not have been more important to them. While they lived under Roman occupation, 
They longed for the Messiah to come and to release them from slavery so they could tend to following the law again without having to look over their shoulders. Little did they know that their Messiah had come. And that is why the Spirit was now here to show them, to show them who Jesus really was. And with these things in mind, our event that we read in Acts chapter 2 occurs in ways that the people of Jerusalem would have clearly understood that God was at work. And in this, we will look at three symbols that God used to communicate what was happening on this day. The three symbols that he used were wind, fire, and the voices, or speaking in multiple languages. So he used three symbols, wind, fire, and voices, to show everyone, hey, I am working here on this day. So to begin, we're going to look at the symbol of wind. And our text tells us, with the disciples gathered together in one place, it says, And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like a, the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. When we look at wind in the Old Testament, wind is always a life giver. In this, wind and breath are synonymous. We see this in Genesis uh, chapter 2, verse 7, where man, made out of the dust of the ground, is given life through God breathing into Adam's nostrils. We see this idea again in Ezekiel 37 in the valley of the dry bones. It says this, God said to Ezekiel, prophesy to the breath, prophesy son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. Then God said to me, son of man, these bones, these dry bones are the people of Israel. They say, our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy to them and say, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. You, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. Come breath, come life-giving breath from the four winds. So that's what we see when God is using this wind picture as he enters the home where the disciples are. And he does. He, our text says he enters in a loud and rushing wind, which is him announcing the presence of his life-giving spirit. Also that the wind, it says, filled the house is also like God's presence when he filled his temple after its completion in 2 Chronicles, which says, then the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud, so that the priest could not stand to minister because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. But the wind is not the only symbol that God used to announce his presence that day. It is the image of fire that we hear about that would have been even more familiar, not just to us, but to the Israelites, Israelites that were there in Jerusalem at the time. We all know about God and his image of fire. We know the story of Moses and the burning bush, as well as how God guided his people by a pillar of fire to escape the Egyptians and lead them to Mount Sinai, where he would give them the law. 
We see fire elsewhere in the Old Testament as Daniel describes God in a vision. Daniel's vision says this, The Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing, clothing was as white as snow. The hair of his head was like wool. His throne was flaming with fire, and its wheels, the wheels of his throne, were all ablaze. But more specifically, as Pentecost was a celebration of the giving of the law, we see fire as an intimate part of that original giving of the law. So if we go back to Exodus chapter 20, uh, as Moses approaches Mount Sinai and the Israelites approach Mount Sinai, it says this, Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. So then we go in Exodus chapter 20, God gives to Moses the Ten Commandments. And after he gives Moses the Ten Commandments, and it lists all of them there in Exodus 20, the text that gives us this really interesting picture. It says, Now, when all the people saw the thunder and flashes of lightning, and I'll say that again just so you can catch the wording, when all the people saw the thunder and flashes of lightning, if you didn't quite catch it, I'll ask the question, how can one see thunder? You can certainly see lightning, but how do you see a sound? And that's what the text says. It says they saw thunder. And the answer to this kind of combines the two symbols here. The one that we're talking about right now, fire, and the next one, which is voices. The more literal translation from the Hebrew says, at Mount Sinai, the people saw the voices and the fire. Just so you catch that again. The people saw the voices and the fire. And again, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. How does one see voices? So our modern English translations uh, usually render this, the people saw thunder and lightning. Because that makes more sense. You say, you know, they saw thunder and lightning. Okay, I get what's going on there. But the rabbinic understanding of seeing the voices or seeing the thunder, as some things call it, well, that actually ties into what God was doing at Pentecost. Rabbinic tradition says that the Israelites at Mount Sinai heard God's voice in the fire that was coming down the mountain. Hence the idea that they heard, or sorry, hence the idea that they saw the voices. And voices, because you usually would think of God's voice as being one thing. Voices is, is intentionally plural because tradition says that God's voice split into 70 voices as it came down the mountain in the fire. 70 being a number indicating perfection. So as the written law is being given, as the Ten Commandments are being given, God's voice is coming down the mountain in blazes of fire. And seeing this and hearing this, the text says that the people were afraid and they trembled. And they stood far off and said to Moses, You speak to us and we will listen, but do not let God speak to us, lest we die. In this giving of the law at Mount Sinai, God's voice was so terrifying that the Israelites asked Moses to be their intermediary between them and God. And that's the way it was for actually several 
hundred, maybe I'm trying to remember my math, probably several thousand years even, that that is the way that the Israelites lived that way. But now back in Jerusalem, God uses this image at Pentecost to visually and audibly bring his spirit to the apostles and the people that are gathered there. He does it this way. Rushing into the home where the disciples met as a rushing wind, and we talked about wind, God envelops his chosen messengers, these apostles, with his breath and sends on them the tongues of fire indicating his power and presence. But rather than the law written on stone tablets, tablets and spoken down the mountain in fire and given for the Israelites to perform for themselves, now because of Jesus Christ and through the Holy Spirit, God, with this event of Pentecost, he fulfills his promise that he gave to the Israelites in Ezekiel 36. There he says, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit, and I will put it within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my decrees. But rather than God going through Moses to tell them this, as God told Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 18, that he would raise up for the people of Israel a prophet even greater than Moses. And now because of Jesus Christ, God's people had a new intermediary to bring them a new law. Love God and love your neighbor as these two laws fulfilled all that the original laws intended to do. But rather than just leave it at wind coming into this building and fire, tongues of fire coming down on the disciples, to drive home the new thing that he was doing, God again splits his voice as he did at Mount Sinai. But this time, rather than splitting his voice, he speaks through the apostles the Holy Spirit now being within them. Luke tells us, And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound the multitude came together, and they were bewildered, because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And people were there from all over for this celebration of Pentecost. So there were many, many different languages that were there. And this is so very important because as so many different languages were heard, this becomes the way that God says, I am going to speak in a new way. Rather than one language split 70 ways as he did at Sinai, and it still was just the Hebrew language, just for the Jewish people. Now, through the Spirit, Jesus Christ was to be would Jesus Christ would be for all people, speaking their language to them through the Spirit. As Paul says in Galatians, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is no male nor female, for you are all one in Jesus Christ. And that was what God was doing by allowing everyone to hear the apostles speak in their own language. In this, at Pentecost, God was signaling that the confusion that he brought to the human race 
at the Tower, Tower of Babel was to be no more, because language would no longer divide us, but instead we would be united through the Holy Spirit of his Son, Jesus Christ. To the Jews of Jerusalem that day, God's presence was unmistakable in what was occurring. Pentecost was the day that God's chosen first received their hearts of flesh with his new law written right into it. And the devotion to him and the Lord Jesus Christ sealed in their hearts through the Holy Spirit. It was the first day that God put the forgiveness that Jesus won on the cross into action and he made sure that he painted the picture for everyone to see with his symbols of wind, fire, and voices. And it's these same symbols that are in work, that are work in us today, as the Holy Spirit is still with us today, still living inside of us as Christians. And he is the one who draws us to himself and gives us hope. Even as we look at the pandemic around us, he is the one who is driving us forward in faith in Jesus Christ. It is the Spirit who takes our social isolation and says, you are not alone. You are connected with all your brothers and sisters across the world. He takes this video worship and infuses our word and sacrament that you're hearing right now with his power to nourish us from within. The Spirit takes our fear of the unknown ahead and tells us that since God, since Jesus has conquered death, living in us right now is a power beyond our imagination. He takes the sin of our personal desires that cause us at times to be so selfish during this pandemic, and God says, I forgive you and I strengthen you to look to me for all your needs. And perhaps the most important part of all, even though we are apart, the Holy Spirit says, I still unite you as one people under one God for one cause, to glorify him who overcame death, to bring to you eternal life. By ascending, Jesus assured for us at Pentecost that we would be given our comforter, our uniter, and the one who frees us from the slavery of sin and brings us from death into life, the one of wind and fire and voice, his Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that on Pentecost you sent your spirit down, and you sent your spirit in ways that the apostles would understand, and that the people of Jerusalem who heard the apostles speak in their language, that they too would understand. You made it very clear that you were there present, and that you, Lord, were doing a new thing where you were taking the responsibility from us to do all of the law, and you said, no, I will take out your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh, and I will help you to follow my laws each and every day. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that the Holy Spirit unites us with our brothers and sisters all across the globe, and even just even more locally in this community, that even though we have to be apart, that, Lord, we are together, united in you through your Spirit as you call us together. So we thank you, Lord Jesus, and we just pray for more and more of your Spirit's gifts in our lives and more of your, more of your Spirit's comfort that we can have for ourselves and bring to our family and 
friends and neighbors at this time. So we give you all the glory and honor and praise. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We will now sing a hymn, a hymn to honor and glorify the Holy Spirit, hymn 486 in your green hymnal, Spirit of God, descend upon my heart.
Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus, and for all people according to their needs. We will begin this prayer time with our congregational prayer. Lord God, enable us to work with you as you continue to form us into your image. Hinder our own agenda so that your heavenly plan for us might be gloriously developed. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy Spirit, as we remember your coming at Pentecost, guide us to always in guide us always into right attitudes and right thinking so that we are able to love God and love our neighbors. Fill our hearts with the joy and hope and peace that only you can bring. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus, our hope and our healer, the current pandemic has made us aware of how important good health is for our lives. Help us to resist the habits that harm the body and drive us to discipline ourselves into what, in what we eat and how we keep our bodies active. For the sickness and pain that we cannot avoid, be the one to whom we turn. To those that are dying, be the one who takes them by the hand and guides them home. We lift up to you now all those for whom we pray. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful Father, in the form of our offerings, we give you glory and praise from our first fruits, so that you may inspire us to support your church and help our neighbors. Without you, we would have nothing, but through your Son, who gave up everything for us, we offer thanks for all that you give. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Jesus, our Savior, we pray for your church across the world, who, through the Holy Spirit, you have called, gathered, enlightened, and sanctified in the true Christian faith. Through this time, inspire us to find new ways to be a light in the darkness for those who need new hearts of flesh. We especially pray for the congregations we name before you, beginning with our brothers and sisters in the Reformed Lutheran Church of Rwanda. We also pray for Grace Lutheran Church and Bethlehem Lutheran Church, Reverend Lena Jensen, Christ Lutheran Church, Sexsmith, Alberta, Medicine Lake Lutheran Church in Medicine Lake, Montana. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of all, we pray for spiritual revival across our country. In this time when people are searching for answers, as you send your people to the ends of the earth by your Holy Spirit, may you bring us your spiritual gifts so that we might be your hands and feet that bring your love and forgiveness to our neighbors. May the upcoming Bible reading be a lighthouse of hope in our community so that all who hear would find their hope in you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Sovereign God, as you call us to be thankful in all things, we thank you for this pandemic through which you call all people to sacrifice some of their own freedoms for the benefit of the most vulnerable among us. Help us to remember that no matter how much our lives have changed, you have not, and you remain our strength and hope to weather any storm through your love for all mankind. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, not trusting in ourselves, but in your abundant mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. As we enter into this time of communion with our Lord, uh, I just want to remind people that the Lord's Supper is for baptized believers in Jesus Christ, those who confess uh, their faith in Him and their trust in Him for the forgiveness of their sins. Uh, 
in this we believe too with communion with the Lord's Supper that it is God's Word which brings Jesus to us in with and under the bread and the wine so if you are not a baptized believer in Jesus Christ we encourage you to keep watching be blessed by the words you are about to hear uh, but please don't partake in this sacrament with us but if you are a baptized believer in Jesus Christ it's through the Holy Spirit who comes that's why we celebrate the Holy Spirit at Pentecost who comes and through God's Word gives these elements their special qualities that make them a sacrament so with the Lord Jesus Christ can nourish us from within on the night in which he was betrayed our Lord Jesus Christ took bread and he gave thanks and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples saying take and eat this is my body given for you do this for the remembrance of me again after supper he took the cup and he gave thanks and gave it to gave it for all to drink saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins do this for the remembrance of me and so, and so now we pray as our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Come, taste and see how gracious our Lord is. Blessed are they who trust in him. to love you and serve our neighbors to the glory of your name. Amen. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of God our Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Through the Holy Spirit, living water of Jesus Christ flows through our veins feeding us with his power, enabling us to love God and love our neighbors as ourselves and forgiving us of our sins. To this God we sing hymn 488 in your green hymnal, Breathe on me, breath of God. Go in peace, serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.